the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, are you getting married in 2024? You need to get over to thelegacyonpossumrun.com right now and book a tour. Uh, a lot of engagements are going to happen this coming weekend through January, maybe even into Valentine's Day. And if you want to see the venue that Ohioans are raving about, and I mean from Cleveland to Columbus to Cincinnati, get to the Legacy on Possum Run. You can see the da- dates that are available on the calendar. Pricing is there for you, so there's no guesswork. And you can book a tour. So get to the Legacy on Possum Run.com. Your legacy begins here. All right, I want <clears throat> to bring him right in now. Uh, he's a friend of the show. And he is an astute legal commentator and and practicing lawyer. Uh, he is Mark R. Weaver. Uh, welcome back, Mr. Weaver. How are you today? Good morning. What an eventful week in legal history in America. I have – so little tidbit. I don't share this a lot. I studied constitutional law as a freshman at Baldwin-Wallace College. And that really helped shape my worldview. That being said, I have never seen anything like I've seen this week uh, out of the Supreme Court of Colorado. Uh, let me ask this first question. Uh, is there any legal merit to what the Supreme Court did there? I don't think so. They focused on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which scholars call the Disqualification Clause. It really hasn't been used much since the Civil War. This was meant to stop Confederate loyalists from serving in the, you know, Reconstruction or post-Civil War federal government. What, they, what they've skipped over in this four to three decision in Colorado is the first section of the 14th Amendment, which guarantees due process of law. All that means, you don't have to be a lawyer to know what that means. It simply means that if someone accuses you of something, they've got to go to court and prove it. You have the right to defend yourself and call witnesses and present evidence and even question and cross-examine their witnesses and evidence. And if you don't have that, you don't have due process. And so there has been no trial. There has been no charge against Donald Trump for insurrection. Yet the Colorado Supreme Court went forward and said, we don't need no stinking trial. We can just read the papers and see that he's guilty. And that ought to trouble all of us. Well, as a member of the press, it scares the heck out of me. Because I can tell you there isn't a day that goes by that I don't read an article and go, well, they they hid this fact or they're lying blatantly about this scenario. Here's what I – and again, I'm just a, a, a legal you know novice. So my understanding is a lower court held without trial that Trump did engage in insurrection on January 6th but declined to remove him from the ballot. Um, and then – so then the Supreme Court took that and said, well, yep. We affirm that he did commit in, or engage in insurrection, and then we're going to go a step further, and we're going to remove him from the ballot. So number one, how did they decide that without a trial? And then number two, 
how do you define insurrection? Well, that's exactly right. You put your finger right on the issue. Uh, How do we define insurrection? Here's how I would define it. There's already a federal law. It's called 18 U.S.C. 2383 that says somebody who engages in insurrection can be charged by federal prosecutors, tried in a federal court, and if they're convicted, they can be sent to prison and disqualified from holding public office. So if the Biden Justice Department wanted to charge Donald Trump with insurrection, and if he had gone to court and had a trial that where he was convicted, then I would be the first one to say, well, he's disqualified from holding public office because 18 U.S.C. 2383 uh, allows for that to happen. But all that was skipped because don't you know that uh, the result here is more important than the process? And when the people wear, who wear black robes, are more interested in results than due process, all of us should be worried. So I'm just going to put it in my simple terms. This looks like a show trial more than anything. This looks like the type of stuff that we see and read about in the stories of communist countries. Isn't this akin to that? It's certainly moving in that direction. I still believe the great uh, safeguards of our Constitution stop us from ever becoming like Germany uh, during World War II or China or the Soviet Union. But when you say show trials, you you make a fair point. I recently read a a great book about the Gulag. Of course, I read Alexander Solzhenitsyn's uh, The Gulag Archipelago many years ago, but there's a larger book that looks at the Gulag and how people got into the Soviet Gulag. And they would have trials that weren't really trials. They would have trials that sometimes lasted just a few minutes, where the outcome was predetermined, and off they would go to the gulag. I want to reiterate, America is not the Soviet Union. We have our great constitution. Power is spread across many people. So we are not like the Soviet Union. Having said that, trials should be done in the American way, not in the Soviet way. So another dumb question, and I think you already answered it, but under 18 U.S.C. 2383, I've heard the argument that that does not apply to a president, but it does, correct? So if he were to go on trial and he was charged, tried, and convicted, then he could legitimately be left off of a ballot, correct? Yeah, the argument about not applying to the president, curiously, was actually brought forward by the trial court in Colorado that said Section 3 of the 14th Amendment doesn't apply to the president because the word president doesn't appear in there other than talking about electors of president. So that argument was, was made by the Colorado court and then uh, set aside by the Colorado Supreme Court. I think that the word public office, as outlined in 13, I'm sorry, 18 U.S.C. 2383, would apply to the presidency. I think that's pretty obvious that it does. But remember, this requires a grand jury to indict, which means there's got to be probable cause, an open trial where everybody has all their rights and where the prosecution has to prove each and every element of the case beyond a reasonable doubt, and the jury must unanimously agree. If that happened, we would all have to say that Donald Trump had his due process and that, in fact, now he's disqualified from holding public office. That's how the rest of us would be treated. All I ever ask for is the rule of law applying equally to everyone. No one should be above it. No one should be below it. Well, we've got about two minutes here, and I want to hit that statement right there. I think about Kamala Harris bailing out 
Black Lives Matter rioters. I remember back hearing Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, uh, Nancy Pelosi, et al. say, we've got to fight. We've got to go out and we've got to fight and we've got to force the issue. I mean, they were using very violent terms in 2020. So if insurrection applies to Donald Trump saying we need to peacefully and patriotically go to the Capitol to protest, how in Hades does it not apply to Kamala Harris and all those others I just mentioned? Certainly there's the argument that it could. The the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment also says if you give aid or comfort to Americans' enemies, you can be disqualified. And there's a good argument that Joe Biden, by sending money to Iran or allowing the Houthis to come off the terrorist list and then they start shooting at American ships, that that is giving aid and comfort to the to the enemy. I think the better course here is for the Supreme Court United to step in and say, you know what, Section 3 of the of, of uh, 14th Amendment was really aimed at the Confederacy. It's really a dead letter. Let's move forward with the due process that's outlined elsewhere in federal law. And we will need four justices of the nine to agree to take this case, and then five of the nine to agree to set aside what the Colorado Supreme Court did. And if you were a betting man or a guessing man, do you think that happens? Boy, it's a close call. Some people are talking like it's an obvious outcome. I don't think it's obvious. There's political calculations even made by Supreme Court justices. I think it's more likely than not that they take it up, but it is not a done deal. He is author of a wordsmith's work. He's a media law attorney, former deputy attorney general of the state of Ohio, crisis communications advisor and friend of the show, Mark R. Weaver, you can follow him at Mark R. Weaver on Twitter. And make sure you check out a wordsmith's work. It's something you want to read over the holidays. Mr. Weaver, thanks for spending time with us. Merry Christmas to you and the listeners, Jack. Merry Christmas to you, sir. And uh, thanks again. Thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer. Um, Boy, today's going fast. Uh, What do we have next? Um, Well, we've got some time just to chat next segment, and then we'll have Bob France, uh, top of hour number two. So make sure you keep that dial right there. Quick shout out to our friends at the Freedom Foundation. The Freedom Foundation has been freeing government employees from union bondage. And you can be freed by going to optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. When you are there, you will see how simple and seamless it is to opt out of your union. Now, you're going to save about $1,000 a year, which is good news. But maybe the better news for the community is that you're keeping those dollars from union bosses. Why is that important, you ask? Well, go over to the Ohio Press Network and uh, type in union. And there are several stories there you can read. Union bosses fund Democrats. Union bosses fund progressives. Union bosses are funding the LGBTQ plus activism and sexualization of our kids in schools. And so when you opt out and you tell others that they can opt out, you're playing keep away. And the Freedom Foundation, they support us at the Ohio Press Network, and we are grateful for that. And uh, I hope that you will support their endeavor by going to optouttoday.com, where you can opt out. And then make sure you share it with a friend. Make sure that they are aware, because I'm telling you, the labor unions, the government unions, they don't want you to know that you can opt out. They're making it difficult. 
There have been a handful of cases in Ohio just this year where workers had to sue the union because they were making it difficult. They were withholding funds. So um, thank you to the Freedom Foundation for all the incredible work that you do and for your support of the Ohio Press Network. It's been quite a show today already and uh, really, really grateful. We have uh, Bob France up next uh, to kick off our number two. I don't even know what we're going to talk about yet, but we're never at a loss. We we never lack topics. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, J.R. Majewski will be here. Now, he's been a controversial character since last election cycle, the 2022 midterms. If you remember, he ran for Congress against uh, – <laughs> Can I call her lifetime politician Marcy Captur in Congressional District 9? And uh, the AP really tried to tear Majewski apart. Anyway, he's running again this year, and there's a, there's some uh, monkey business going on. So we're going to talk to him about that, why the AP and the New York Times continue to beat the drum on his service record, what Republicans are doing to try to put up a candidate other than him. Now, keep in mind, Majewski earned the Trump endorsement last election cycle, but his race in that district is crucial. It's crucial for Ohio and the delegation there. It's also crucial for uh, the entire Congress in general because there's a very slim margin that Republicans hold. So we'll talk to Jr. at 1235. Tomorrow, let's see, Patrick Byrne. Now, I'm going to bird dog this for you because you're going to want to read this before tomorrow it is it is exceptional literally you're going to go no but i want you to check it out and then maybe come armed with questions that you want to ask patrick uh deep capture is the name of the website d-e-e-p-c-a-p-t-u-r-e.com when you go there search up is extortionist jack smith being extorted to pursue trump you want to talk about a twist on what's going on with Jack Smith's prosecution of Donald Trump. This is jaw-dropping. It's written by Patrick Byrne. We will have Patrick here tomorrow uh, for several segments to unpack this and other things that you need to be aware of that mainstream press is not going to tell you about uh, as we wind down 2023 and sprint toward 2024. And then, let's see, I'll have Jim Hull in... Jim Cowardin. They are part of this Ohio classical group. So essentially it is the Hillsdale College plan for a public school, classical education. Did you know that there's one opening up in Dublin? That's super fantastic. I mean, if you listen to Pastor Leon Benjamin earlier at the top of today's show, he talked about the need for education reform. Part of that reform is competition. It's education choice. It's giving parents and students the opportunity to go elsewhere. And you know what that does? That keeps other public schools honest. It keeps them competitive. It keeps them churning out kids that are uh, a lot more qualified than we're seeing right now. Did you know the United States is 31st in the world in reading and 39th in mathematics? We're, we are the world power, and our education institutions are, are failing us right now. Of course, you don't <laughs> – that's happening on several levels. So they'll be here tomorrow. At 12.06, you're not going to want to miss that. Um, I'm going to play this for you right now because it's going to pivot into what I think Bob and I might talk about 
a little bit, which is the broken press. You know, the press is supposed to be free. The press is supposed to be informative. The press is supposed to be something that you can rely on so that as you go earn a paycheck and you work hard and you spend time with your family, the small amount of time that you have to devote to your voter education that you get it. Well, you're not getting it. I'm telling you that right now. And uh, I want to play this clip and let me see if I can tee it up. It is uh, so Janitor <laughs> Senator J.D. Vance um, was confronted by a reporter on Tuesday who accused Donald Trump of echoing Adolf Hitler. Uh, and that accusation came from a campaign rally in New Hampshire over the weekend. Trump said that illegal immigrants who have flooded over the southern U.S. border in unprecedented numbers under President Joe Biden's watch are negatively impacting American society. He used the phrase poisoning the blood. And so I want you to uh, take a listen to this and we'll discuss it a little bit here and and then maybe uh, at the top of the second hour. But uh, cut 13, uh, J.D. Vance destroying an AP reporter. And so, so what do you have to say to um, the former president's comments that were then pinned about immigrants and saying that they're poisoning the blood in America? Well, look, I've been asked this question a number of times, and here's, here, here's my view on these comments. First of all, he didn't say immigrants were poisoning the blood of this country. He said illegal immigrants were poisoning the blood of the country, which is objectively and obviously true to anybody who looks at the statistics about fentanyl overdoses. And I, I think just one, one observation about the press as an organization, you guys seem far more upset about the guy who criticized the problem than you did about Joe Biden, who's causing this problem. Can what? you just go back to his comments, though, sure. and sort of using language that we heard you know, during World War II? I'm sure you're a student of history. You're well aware what that kind of language represents in, in historical context. What organization do you represent? I work at the Associated Press. The idea that I am well aware, you just framed your question implicitly assuming that Donald Trump is talking about Adolf Hitler. It's absurd. It is absurd. Why do you think that Donald Trump's language is targeted at the blood of the immigrants and not at the blood of the American citizens who are being poisoned by the fentanyl problem? You think he was referring I think to this fentanyl? is ridiculous. If you watch the speech in context and you look at what's going on, it is obvious that he was talking about the, the very clear fact that the blood of Americans is being poisoned by a drug epidemic. The, the, to, to, see, to take that comment and then to immediately assume that he's talking about immigrants as Adolf Hitler talked about Jews is preposterous. You guys need to wake up and actually do some journalism. Should he use different language then? Here's the problem with that question and that framing. You are allegedly a journalist. You're supposed to hold, speak truth to power. And yet, you're trying to circumscribe and narrow the limits of debate on immigration in this country. What you're doing is not speaking truth to power. You're trying to police the guy who's criticizing the problem so that Americans don't pay attention to the guy who caused the problem. Okay. It's an absurd question. It's an absurd framing. J.D. Vance, absolutely obliterating an AP reporter. Uh, more on that, hour number two, next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.